At Park Plaza Mall, the new security force isn't just tight. It's terrifying. Some people will kill for a bargain. And at the Park Plaza Mall, they do. Here you can shop till you drop. Dead. High-tech robots equipped with state-of-the-art security devices have been recruited as the new mechanical night watchmen for the Park Plaza Mall. When a jolting bolt of lightning short-circuits the main computer control, the robots turn into kill bots on the loose after unsuspecting shoppers. Four couples are trying to make it after hours in a mattress store. They make it all night. In the morgue. At Park Plaza, you can save on everything but your life. Paul Bartell and Mary Warrenov of the hit thriller Eating Raw are reunited, plus Russell Todd, Barbara Crampton, Antonio Dell, Chopping Mall, where they slash their prices and their customers. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. Here we review B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Uh, sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week we are talking about the 1986 killer robot movie, Chopping Mall. What you heard, of course, was the back of the DVD case. Let's get into technical difficulties. We're at our top three and bottom three of this movie. Let's start with bottom three. Let's talk about the bad first. All right, sons, you want me to go first? Sure, you can go first. Well, for number three, I'm, glass doors do not break that easily, or glass windows, whatever it was. You see multiple times, like, people just, like, breaking through, like, the glass in front of the mall, like, uh, stores, and, like, so easily, and it was just ridiculous. Like, people just, like, walked into it hard, and it broke. Like, it, it just doesn't work that way in real life. Number two, there was really no chopping in a movie called Chopping Mall. They, people got blasted, they got, like, attacked by, like, robot claws and stuff like that, but there was no, like, hacking or chopping. The front cover shows, like, a bunch of organs in, um, a shopping bag. There was none of that shit. I felt lied to. I, I really did. And for number one, I'm gonna have to go with seriously armed robots guarding a mall. Like, what a waste of time and money. Just lock the fucking doors. It, like, of everything. Like, these were things, like, the military doesn't even have, but, like, we needed these to to uh, guard a fucking mall. Like, I know it was, like, the late 80s and malls were really popular, but, like, seriously, like, there was no need for this level of security for a goddamn mall. On number three, the robots are not bipedal or human-like in any way. And on the cover, it shows a human-like robotic arm. And the robots actually have arms that are, like, these little fucking piston thingies, and they've got these little, like, like, you know those fucking, the, the claw things that, like, old people use to get jars off of shelves? It's oh. it's like it's like a pincer. Yeah, it, it's like, just it's just two two things that make a claw, and that's what these robots have. They don't have fucking hands. They have little like old people extend a grabby thingies. The front cover actually reminds me of Sinjinor more than it reminds you like any kind of robot thing. And number two, like you said, with the kind of security the mall already had, which like the time lock doors that were indestructible, why do they need robots with freaking laser beams in their heads? They don't. It's overkill. There's no no pun intended. There's no reason to have these high-tech security robots roving around the mall with, with their tasers and, and lasers and, and phasers and whatever kind of shit they had in them. And the number one, I just have to yell at the, the, the guys in the movies, the, the guys of the couples. When will you realize that shooting the robots does nothing, you stupid fucking kids? I mean, eventually they learn to, like, 
I don't know, use propane tanks or something like that and blow them up. But, yeah, they're shooting at him like, well, it didn't work the last 50 times. Like, I'm sure it'll work this time. We're wearing them down. Yeah, the, 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 the characters in this movie just seem so stupid in their approach to doing things to trying to beat these robots. And it, it kind of gets annoying after a while. Let's move on to, uh, to the top three of this movie. What was good about it? What did you like? What was your favorite part about this movie? For number three, the characters were surprisingly not as stupid as normal um, horror movie characters. Like, they don't say, oh, let's split up or decide while they're getting attacked to have sex or anything hey, like gang, that. Hey, gang, I know how we can solve this mystery. Let's split <laughs> up. <laughs> really easily get killed. They um, ended up, like, kind of working together, and that was kind of cool. You don't normally see that. For number two, uh, some of the lines were pretty witty. The um, dialogue seemed to flow pretty well. Um, I thought it was pretty well casted. I thought everyone did a pretty good job in that, so... That, I, I like when that happens. And for number one, the security robots were just awesome. Like, they remind me of a mix of the Daleks from Doctor Who, um, the old Rob Nintendo machine, and Wally from Wally, and... Wally! Yeah, and that robot from uh, the movie Short Circuit, I can't remember what it was called, but... Oh, um, fucking, yeah, that thing. Yeah, it just reminded me of, like, a hybrid of all these, like, weird talking robots like even the robot from like rocky four like it just goes happy birthday polly it's like it just it was so like 80s robot style and that was really cool and number three the mall that this takes place in i just i really want to go shopping there circa 1986 of course you know when this movie was made seem to get a time machine and um go shopping I, I mean as i mentioned last episode when of talking about mall rats i grew up going to malls several times a week like I the love 90s. malls. I enjoy malls. I like walking around malls. It makes me sad to see that malls are dying. And this mall just kind of looks so awesome. And actually, I was looking up, apparently this mall that they used filming in this movie also was used in filming Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Really? Yeah, so that I was pretty interesting. And uh, while filming this movie, the, the people that owned the mall were very supportive of the film crew. Um, but the head of security, who was on detail, like while they were filming, kept accusing them of, like, breaking things and stealing things and, like, really hated the film being made in his mall. I wonder if the janitor thought, like, fucking kids messing up things, robots, like, well, I mean, if we, track if we marks learned, all If over. we learned anything from the movie The track Janitor, marks. he was probably, like, killing crew members the whole time. <laughs> they actually died, but it wasn't from the robots. Number two. All the movie references. Um, throughout the movie, there are movie posters all over the place. Um, the characters say things like, I've seen Dirty Harry 24 times, and just kind of stuff like that. The dialogue was charming, it was realistic. Um, and movies are just mentioned at random. Like, they have Star Wars references, they have everything. Number one, just like Paul said, it's the robots. Their voice, the phrase, have a nice day. <laughs> they're, they're overdone arsenal, they have tasers, they have lasers, they have fucking plastic explosives, they have razor sharp claws. They have tank treads. They're indestructible. Like, like it just, it doesn't make sense why these are guarding a mall and not, like, on the front line of some war somewhere. It's like, when you consider that, it's, like, impossible to take the movie seriously. And I don't think I'm the only one that, whenever they pass by, I thought, exterminate. You, you think that dialogue was charming, so let's I have did. a quote war! Quote war. I'm gonna go first this time. I'm just... An not used to being chased around a mall in the middle of the night by killer robots. Oh, fuck. The fuchsia's... The fuchsia. It's Friday. Let's send these fuckers a Rambo-gram. You're becoming a real candidate for prickhood. 
Thank you. Have a nice day. Robot blood. And, uh, and that does it for this episode's uh, edition of Quote Wars. Uh, don't forget to tweet us at Bros. Tell us which quote was the best. Who won this episode's Quote War? If you've seen Chopping Mall, what's your favorite quote? I know mine is, Thank you. Have a nice day. You can also find us on Facebook at B-MovieBros. Uh, that's B-Movie space B-R-O-S, B-MovieBros. Imagine if this movie took place in the mall that Mall Rats took place in. That would be amazing. I think the mall the mall rats took place in kind of sucked in comparison to this mall. Well, yeah, it took place in New Jersey. I just mean, like, if mall rats had killer robots in it, like uh, this. That'd be like awesome. Jane, Silent Bob, like, trying to survive a robot um, a robot attack. If like, anybody from mall rats could survive a robot attack, it would be Jane, Silent Bob. It's true. You know who would be the first to die? Dante. Trish the Dish. Yeah. Dante wasn't even in mall rats. <laughs> wasn't he, though? Wasn't he? No, it was, it was his brother, <laughs> fucking... Something Hicks. Yeah, there's like a Hicks Gil. in every... That yeah, Gil, Gil Hicks. Hicks. Fucking fish-breathing Hicks. Yeah. But, like, they would have just, like, gotten the robots high and escaped. It would have been... <laughs> that, it would have been a completely different movie, but I, I kind of want to see that now. Like, Jay and Silent Bob versus the Daleks. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that. No, I want to see a, do- a Doctor Who, Jay and Silent Bob crossover. <laughs> So are we, are we going to have an episode of Doctor Who di- guest directed by <laughs> Kevin Smith? Smith. Let, I like hope the show so. Degrassi. De- Degrassi, guest directed by Kevin Smith. <laughs> also starring Kevin Smith. That would be amazing. So let's give our final take on this movie. Um, we're going to give a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is, of course, a reverse scale of 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say 3 out of 10. I'm not quite as generous as you. I'm going to go with a 4 out of 10 on this one. So pretty close. Let's justify our score. So I have to say, yo, first off, I absolutely love this movie. This is like my guilty pleasure go-to movie when I can't decide what to watch or I'm going to bed and my wife is out of town. Um, the robots are super 80s-tastic with their blocky builds and their robo-voices. I enjoy seeing them all in all its shopping is to glory. The characters, however, are uninteresting to me, and the story is pretty weak. And even though, even through that, the special effects and dialogue make the movie very fun and entertaining. With plenty of movie references and a couple fun death sequences, this really rounds out to be a fun movie. If you're looking for a killer robot shopping extravaganza movie, I mean, you can't go wrong. Fucking, if you're looking for a movie, you can't go wrong with Shopping Mall. But just some of some of the things about it just make you want to drink. Like, it's just too silly. Shopping Mall was an, an entertaining movie. It flowed well, and the characters weren't bad. The plot was absurd, which once you realize, like, the idea of these killer robots guarding a mall, like, is the main plot, you just can't take anything seriously. So it worked pretty well for this type of low-budget film. There really isn't anything that makes this movie stand out, though, but... I wouldn't mind watching it again, some kind of background noise while I'm doing something something else, something more productive. But it wasn't bad, but like I just can't see myself like watching it while not doing something. It just it just wasn't that good. I mean I normally up. watch this while I sleep, so There you go. Perfect for sleeping. Like some people listen to like different sound effects and everything. Corey listens to this movie while he sleeps. Hells to the yeah. There you go. Now you're eating ice cream. Yeah, I got some ice cream. Um, normally, we're recording at uh, Rupert's Studio, 
But we had some te- te- technical difficulties tonight, so we're recording live from Paul's apartment. Hence why I had to do the theme music. And a fucking ice cream. Yeah. I mean, I've got ice cream in the freezer, and I can sit in my living room. It's kind of a win-win. So, uh, you know, we know that not every person loves the same kind of shit that we do. So, we like to give each movie an A-movie companion. So, we're going to give you a couple movies that are like, you know, an A-class version of Chopping Mall. A higher budget. A more, you know, upper echelon. Big words. Fucking, you know, fancy people shit. So, people that aren't us would watch. So, I would like to give my A-movie companion as the 2006 Ben Stiller movie, Night at the Museum. Paul, what is your A-movie companion going to be? I'm going to go with the 1984 movie, The Terminator. Well, I enjoy this nice ice cream bar. Why don't you tell us about your A-movie companion? Alright, so, yeah, I'm going with the 1984 movie, The Terminator, written by James Cameron and starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Both movies were about powerful machines hunting people down. Both movies featured the characters drastically outgunned and relying on their own intelligence to survive killer robots. Both movies were made in the 80s, and it really shows by the hairstyles and the attire present in the movie. And both movies were done really well for the budget they had. Terminator still stands up till today, and for a budget of $800,000, this movie did pretty well, so good for them. And that is why The Terminator is just an a, is an A-movie version of Chopping Mall. My A-movie companion is the 2006 Night at the Museum, starring Ben Stiller. So both Allison from Chopping Mall and Larry from Night at the Museum are in their first week at a new job. Uh, both movies take place after the locations are closed for the night, the museum and the mall. Uh, the characters from both movies are accosted by things which only come alive at night whether it be the fucking museum pieces or killer robots. Chopping Mall makes references to many movies, as does uh, one of the Night at the Museum's reference sequels, a- at least, you know, one of the sequels, if not both of them. You know, I know they got, like, fucking Darth Vader with a lightsaber in one of the goddamn movies. Things happen in both movies are supposed to stop in the morning, um, 6 a.m. in Chopping Mall when the fucking security doors open. Yeah. And at dawn in Night at the Museum. Finally, Night at the Museum was made in the year 2006. 2006. Chopping Mall was made in the year 1986. 1986. Meaning both movies were made in a year ending in the digit 6. And that's why Night at the Museum is just an A-movie version of Chopping Mall. It's time to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. We're going to give you some ways to drink away this flick. Here are some drinking games for uh, for the movie Chopping Mall. Number one, every time a robot says, have a nice day, take a drink. Number two, whenever you see a movie poster, take a drink. Number three, anytime someone tries to quote unquote kill a robot and fails, take a drink. Number four, anytime something in the mall gets broken, a door, an elevator, a TV, etc., take a drink. And number five, because it's shopping month, anytime someone enters a store, take a drink. And yes, any store in the mall counts. And you know, if five characters make it into a store, that means five drinks. Which means you're going to get pretty fucking smashed during this movie if you follow our rules. 
my <laughs> rules. Do Paul, the robots count as um, people, or like, do you drink for each robot too, or? Uh, do the robots have a self-aware consciousness? Sure. Then yes, they count as people. Cool. All right. For mine, I've got every time someone is having sex in a department store, take a drink. Every time a security robot blasts somebody, take a drink. And every time a security robot blows up, take a drink. And that's all I've got for this one. And those are the ways that you can uh, drink away the flick. So, uh, uh, before we finish up here, Paul, I really do have to say, you, uh, you were forgetting something last week. You forgot to rank the movies. I did, didn't I? Yes, you did. Shame on Paul. I've decided lately I'm just going to keep everyone in suspense until the last episode. Like, that way you'll have to wonder all throughout the month, which one movie did Paul like best, so... Okay. You're all just going to have to deal with that for now. So, okay, so so you've held us in suspense. What is your rankings for the movies for this month? All right, for number four, I'm going to give Night of the Comet. That movie was okay, but really it didn't do anything that made it a great movie. I enjoyed it, but meh, it was just okay. For number three, I'm going to have to do it with Intruder. Still not great, but there were a lot of qualities in it I liked. I liked the, um, how crazy the killer was. I liked the twist ending it, it was slightly better than night of the night of the comet for number two i'm actually gonna go at, go at chopping mall i thought chopping mall was pretty entertaining i like the 80s style to it actually all of them kind of except for mall arts had um an 80s style to it which was kind of cool to watch but this one it had killer robots so i had to rate it above the other ones and for number one i'm gonna go with mall rats love the 90s style i love um Kevin Smith's kind of um, early works, and overall, it was just more entertaining than the other ones. Had better dialogue, had better characters. Just overall, overall, the better movie. There really were no bad movies we watched this this month, so it was difficult. But overall, I can't I can't deny Mallrats wins for for shopping month. All right, Corey, what do you have for us? So I have to say that uh, for me, number four was Night of the Comet. I mean. It was entertaining, it was interesting, but at the end of the day, it was just kind of like, it was there. There's not much memorable about it, except the fact that it's a PG-13 zombie movie from the 1980s. Um, Intruder, uh, well, let, let, let's go in order here. So that was number four. Number three, I have to say Mallrats. Um, it was enjoyable, it was fun, it gave me laughs, but... There was a lot left to be desired with the movie. Um, the main character that was followed throughout it was very uninteresting. Um, and it was really the supporting cast that made the movie. Um, for me, number two had to be Intruder. Just because of killer Psycho Bill at the end. You know, the last half hour of the movie is just chock full of laughs and fun lines. Like, leave it to Cleaver! Or... And Bruce Campbell, like, making his appearance yeah, in it. Yeah, a Bruce Campbell appearance. And the fact that the killer actually gets away with it, like, right there. It's not like Halloween where the killer disappears. No, the killer is right there in front of you, and he still gets away with it. Um, it, it it's interesting. I think it's fun and enjoyable. And, you know, the the guy with the, the, the imagery of the, the man with the head and the severed head in one hand and the hamburger in the other and eating. Like, I just feel like that would be me. So I relate to that movie a lot. So number one for me, of course, is Chopping Mall. Like I said, 
this is my guilty pleasure movie. Like, I know it's got its bad qualities, but I just, I love it. It's so fun. I grew up going to malls all the time. I love the mall. I love the robots. Uh, you know, the characters, they're not interesting, but they're believable. Like, they're real people. And Ferdy being the, the character that, uh, spoiler alert! Ferdy being one of the characters that lives and being, like, that nerdy, I've seen all these movies, I make all these references. Like, that's me. So I really like that. And, you know, I can relate to it. And I, I just think it's fun. So for me, Chopping Mall is, like, the B-movie of B-movies. I, I, I think that's one of my favorites. If you wish to join us next week, um, as we begin Christmas month, Yay. because, of course, you know, it's fucking December. What else are we going to talk about? Um, we will be watching the 1996 slasher flick, Santa Claus. C-L-A-W-S. As in, like, I'm a slasher with my claws, motherfucker. Which has my personal hero, Bill Heinzman, and was written and directed by John Russo, who was the co-writer and direct, uh, co-writer of Night of the Living Dead. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Bros. That's all one word. You can tweet Paul or follow Paul directly, at Paul. Like us on Facebook at B-Movie space B-R-O-S. That's B-Movie Bros. Until we meet again, be brave, be alive, be back next week. And due to technical difficulties, here's our theme song. Do, 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 Wait, that's the theme to Tetris. Do, 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 do,